Show episode 14 with your host, Doug Blue. Tonight I will recap the action from UFC Fight Night Norfolk, Virginia on November 11, 2017. I was reporting on location from Norfolk and I must say, there was a lot of patriotic young flesh in the house. However, this military town really knows how to throw down. During the course of the night, I was invited to no less than six orgies and something called a potato peeling party. Not sure what that is, but the woman who offered was missing most of her teeth. The event was headlined by Dustin Poirier versus Anthony Pettis. A fight that really delivered in blood and violence. And that's what we were all there to see. From the nosebleed seating to press row, we came together to watch motherfuckers bleed. Anthony Pettis obliged our dark wishes. At one point, on his back, blood had completely pulled over Pettis's eyes. As he rose from his tomb, the blood pool spread across his face, resembling the tears of the Madonna. This is how you headline a UFC card tricks. It was a great stylistic matchup that unfortunately ended early when Pettis appeared to pop a rib. A well-earned victory for Dustin Poirier though. After a confusing no contest with Eddie Alvarez and being denied the rematch, Poirier came through in a big way and called his future title shot. I could watch Dustin slang and bang every other weekend. Speaking of unimaginable violence and destruction, we saw Matt Brown square off against Diego the Nightmare Sanchez as the co-headliner. Matt Brown, hailing from the cultural melting pot of Xenia, Ohio, the setting for the film Gummo, and Tornadoes. Matt made Xenia proud. In one foul swoop, he annihilated Sanchez with a clean elbow, while disrupting the live television feed in the process. Bazinga. Brown hit him so hard the production truck thought Diego had died right before our eyes, and panic cut to an image of an empty conference room. Upon impact, Diego folded like a launch chair. Matt Brown's future remains uncertain, but I think I can speak for all when I say Diego Sanchez should no longer be fighting. Before this, Andrei Arlovsky faced fellow heavyweight Junior Albany. Man. Okay. Let me gather my thoughts for a moment here. Motherfucker wore a straight-up diaper in the octagon. A straight diaper. Yes, sir. I believe the UFC done fucked up and gave Albany shorts that were too big. He improvised and made the most of it. To add insult to injury, he lost to Arlovsky. That's a hard way to go down. Life comes at you fast. All right. Clay Gidda squared off against Joe Lozen in a battle of UFC titans. These crafty veterans have been through countless wars. Hardened after years of combat, Clay came out with fury and stormed the gates, making quick work of Lozen with a caveman uppercut that sent Joe Astral traveling. Clay Gidda made a definitive statement that his path of mayhem is far from over, and I think the next logical step is to fight Super Sage Northcote, who put on a dazzling performance against Michael Quinones on this night. Sage dominated with speed, precision, power. Quinones had no response. I caught up with Northcutt after the fight and he expressed happiness in putting UFC Norfolk in his rear view mirror, so he could focus on more pressing issues like washing his Dodge Ram 1500 every day. For this fight, Sage pulled a cool 120k. When asked what he would do with the money, his response was simple. Stunt. Unfortunately, I have to cut this episode a little short, 
as my friend is about to come over with some purple drink. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Doug Blue Show. I will be back next week reporting from UFC Fight Night Sydney, Australia. So stay tuned for that. Tricks. Until then, this is Doug Blue of the Doug Blue Show. Signing off. Good night.